0: Hello and welcome to level 72 of Three Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host Tom Knight. How are you doing? Are you good? I hope you're good. And I'm glad to have you back for another level of Three Extra Lives. If you are a returning listener, you know what it's all about. We've got indie games, video game stories, trivia. You know the deal. And if it's your first time, welcome so glad to have you. I usually do a bit of rambling at the start, and that's it done. So let's get on with the show. First up on this level of 3 extra lives, I'm talking about Framed Collection by Love Shack Entertainment. In the Frame Collection, you rearrange the panels of an animated comic book to craft the story of a noir-styled spy detective in the frame collection and in the frame collection that includes two multi-award winning puzzle games framed and framed two this game was super interesting for a puzzle game because like i mentioned in the synopsis it's a comic book that you have various frames and you have to rearrange them in a certain sequence to progress to the next page to the next page of the the book let's say and you are progressing this story that doesn't include any dialogue it's all visual completely just no conversation at all but that also adds to the atmosphere of the game and it works really well as you start off with this almost secret rendezvous where there's a handing off of a briefcase to one character to the next and this starts a chase that lasts across the two games with this briefcase trying to be kept out of the hands of the enemy. And it's a lot of fun experimenting with the puzzles. You start off quite simple with just moving frames from one square to another to create a sequence of events. And later on in the game, it introduces other mechanics where you can reuse scenes, you can reuse frames, you can place them again in a future tile, and you can also rotate tiles as well. Certain tiles are available to rotate, which creates a different perspective on what might happen. So for example, your character could be running along a path and you change the direction of a frame, which means in the next frame, your character will run in from a different direction and that can be the difference between getting caught by the baddies and not. And something I really enjoyed doing in this game was rearranging tiles in a way that didn't actually resolve the puzzle, but it created a consequence, which usually gave you an achievement for having the situation play out in a way that wasn't correct, but sometimes it could be quite funny or tragic for your character. And that was rewarded through these achievements. It really encouraged you to experiment with the tiles. And it's just so simple to do that and hit play and see that play through and see if you've got it right and then move on to the next page. And some of the puzzles were a little bit tricky, especially when it introduced the reusable frame that once you used it once, you couldn't use it for one frame, but then you could then pull it out again and use it in a future situation, which you had to do to try and navigate your way through these comic book pages. It was just a very interesting and unique mechanic that I hadn't really seen in a game before. So I got through frame, I completed it, and I had a lot of fun. And this is out for Nintendo Switch, it's out for Windows, It's out for Mac. It initially released back in May, 2018, and I was playing this on Steam. If you have been a member of the Humble Monthly or Humble Choice, you might actually have this game from a bundle in the past. I know that's where I found it. It was sitting in my Steam library, collecting dust, digital dust. Reviews are pretty positive. Decided to check it out, was not disappointed. That is Framed Collection by Love Shack Entertainment. It's trivia time. I was talking about Framed, which had spies in it, and that led me to this question. Another famous video game spy is Sam Fisher from the Splinter Cell series. But what year did this series debut? Was it the year 2000, 2002 or 2004? The correct answer is 2002. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. Up next on 3 Extra Lives. Now, over the past few weeks, you may have been divulging in chocolate eggs or celebrating Bunny Day in Animal Crossing. You know, it's spring. It's that time of the year. This actually led me to a thread on Twitter where Jan-William Nijman was asking developers about Easter eggs that they would put into video games. No, not not chocolate eggs, but actual video game Easter eggs. Easter eggs in computer software are secret responses that occur as a result of an undocumented set of commands. Or it can vary from being a simple message printed somewhere or a small little nod to perhaps a piece of pop culture or anything like that. That's the Easter eggs that we're talking about right here. I will link this thread in the show notes over at 3 because there is some great responses there. There was a range of developers that responded to this from small indie developers to Triple A title developers as well. For example, there was one of the cyberpunk developers who had a sex shop named after them. Quite an achievement there. There was also one of the Civilization Six developers who hid their developer logo on each of the leaders. That's something to look out for if you are a Civ fan. And also there was a developer that hides the Barcellus Rooster which is the icon of their hometown in Portugal. And this thread is massive. There's loads of responses from developers throughout the industry commenting on this. And there's some great Easter eggs in there to view and to potentially go into games and discover for yourself. This actually made me think about Easter eggs a bit more and think about some of my favorite Easter eggs or Easter eggs from video games that I hadn't potentially heard of but were pretty mind-blowing recently. I remember playing the likes of Alan Wake and as you start off in that game you venture in on a boat and if you look over in the distance you can see like a warehouse and it's actually owned by somebody called L. Jenkins which might be a Leroy Jenkins easter egg. I don't know if it is for sure but I thought it probably was. And that led me down this path of looking up more easter eggs in video games, some of the more bigger ones perhaps or maybe ones you've just not heard of that had the greatest impact in video games. In the mid-90s there was the Midway's classic basketball sim NBA Jam Tournament Edition which actually had a hidden roster of players. Now these players range from the Beastie Boys to Bill Clinton, Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat and DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Pretty neat. But one of my, my favorites in this list I found on the 12 greatest video game Easter eggs from The Guardian, which was actually published in 2015, was an Easter egg from Metal Gear Solid 3. Now, Hideo Kojima has always put a lot of jokes and tricks and secrets into the Metal Gear Solid games. If you ever played Metal Gear Solid 1, one of the boss fights, which was a psychic, a mind reader. If you would actually read contents of your memory card, if you had a save on there from a Konomi game, it would read your memory card and go, Oh, I see you've been playing this other game. Pretty cool at the time in Metal Gear Solid three. If the players save the game before the climactic boss fight with the aging sniper, the end and then set their playstation system clock forward several months when you reload the save the boss the end had died of old age so what a what a way to beat the end boss of a game using a mechanic like that i know there's an indie title out there as well called the stanley parable that had an achievement where it basically said don't play stanley parable for five years and some people waited that out and didn't play Stanley Parable for five years to unlock the achievement legitimately. You could also do that by setting your PC clock forward five years to unlock that. But yeah, there's some real cool things when you start looking into Easter eggs and secrets in video games. There's probably secrets and Easter eggs out there that still haven't been discovered in video games and even in older titles, some of those are being discovered even now, despite lying. Dormant for many many years. So do you have a favorite video game easter egg? I'd love to hear from you share some of your sweet sweet secrets with me It's trivia time So we were talking about easter eggs and video games and that leads to this question The first video game easter egg can be found in Starship one a video game found on what platform? Atari Nintendo or Commodore 64? The correct answer is Atari. As discovered in March 2017, Atari's 1977 arcade game Starship One features an Easter egg in which the message Hi Ron is relayed on the screen and the player is awarded 10 extra lives. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. And finally, on this level of three extra lives, I have been playing a lot of a game called Dorf Romantic. Now, that simply translates into Village Romance from German. And Dorf Romantic is a peaceful building strategy and puzzle game where you create a beautiful and ever growing village landscape by placing tiles explore a variety of colorful biomes, discover and unlock new tiles, and complete quests to fill your world with life. Now I actually got recommended this game by my good friend Monica over at Geek Herring and I did not know what I was getting myself in for as I redeemed the last few pennies on my Steam birthday voucher that I got for my Brother back in January, and oh my goodness, this game has just completely taken me by surprise. Now it starts off when you first play this game, it feels quite simple, and it is in a way that you're placing these tiles on a grid, you've got various different types of objects on these tiles. So you might have grain fields, you might have piece of a stream, you might have grass, you might have buildings, you might have a forest area. And your objective is to place these tiles in a way that connects them together. And as you do this, you get quests to string together a certain amount of items on these tiles. And completing those quests grant you more tiles. You start off the game with 50 tiles. And once those have run out, Your game's over and you register your score and then you start again. The process repeats and the challenge in this game then comes when you've played it a few times and you are wondering, hey, why am I running out of tiles so quickly? I want to last longer. So each tile can be placed in a way that it can perfectly line up potentially with another tile. So you are trying to manage that if you are trying to be a bit more perfect about your placements because if you place a perfect tile where each of the edges matches up with another tile of a certain type, so example if a grass edge matches up with a grass edge, a grain edge matches up with a grain edge for example, if you complete that round the hexagon shaped tile then you will score a perfect tile which awards you with not only more points but it gives you one extra tile as well which turns out to be a very important resource as you play this game for a lot longer in a session because that one tile, if you're getting multiple perfect tiles, that really adds up and can continue your longevity in the game. And then once it's over, you see this beautiful area that you've created once you've run out of tiles and sadly then you have to start again. You lose all that work, but there's something really relaxing about this game. The music is so peaceful. There's a zen-like aspect to it of just placing tiles and building out your city. And there is a little bit of confusion on some of the Steam reviews. The Steam reviews are overwhelmingly positive, but I think some people went into this thinking it was going to be more like a city builder, where it's it's a puzzle, it is a puzzle game. You do build out a landscape, but it's not like Sim City, for example, or some kind of game where you're building and maintaining. This is just strictly a puzzle game, which can potentially go on forever if you manage your resources right. But ultimately, you will run out of tiles and it will be game over. There is no end goal in that regard. It is basically you are trying to get the highest score possible. You're trying to climb that online leaderboard, which you get the bragging rights for. Just to note as well that this game is in early access, so there will be further developments to the game before it's fully released. And Dwarf Romantic was actually developed by four game design students from Berlin and together they have come together and they've founded the company of Tucana Interactive. They want to develop many more small and original high quality indie games in the future which is very exciting and this game has really took off for them. Just made by four people, it's highly addictive, it's really polished already for an early access game. I haven't seen any bugs at all and it's been an absolute pleasure to play it for the last handful of days. I think I'm as of recording I'm getting close to 20 hours and it's so easy to want to come back for more and when I close my eyes all I can see is hexagon shapes with various items on it like trees and railroad tracks that's that's what I've been thinking of when I close my eyes. Dwarf Romantic just one of those games that have come out of the blue and really taken the indie scene by storm I think. Like I said it's in early access but it's under 10 pounds on Steam and it's an absolute must buy if you like these puzzle games and if you're looking just for something relaxing to take your mind off things it's it is great it's just so good i can't even tell you how much i'm enjoying it but i am and i'm enjoying it so much that over on my discord which you can find a link to at threeactualice.com i decided on a whim on an impromptu whim because i know there was a few other people out there playing dwarf romantic that For the month of April, 2021, I'm starting a new thing called High Scores on Discord. And this is basically playing an indie game, submitting a high score, going on to a top 10 leaderboard on the Discord. And the person at the top of that leaderboard, come the end of the month, will you win a prize. Magnificent. Nothing big, nothing major, just a little fun. So if you are playing Dwarf Romantic and you're not on the 3 Actualized Discord and you're looking for a bit of friendly competition, why not head over there? And this might be something I will run maybe every month with a different game or every other month, depending on the interest of that. So yes, that was Dwarf Romantic by Tucana Interactive. Go check it out. It's trivia time, so... I was talking about Dwarf Romantic, which is a game where you build a village landscape and it led me to this question. The smallest village in the world is located in which country? Is it Ireland, Croatia, or Alaska? The correct answer is Croatia in the village of Hum, with a population of around 30 inhabitants. It is located in the heart of Istria, in the multiplicity of Buzet. If you got that one right, give yourself an extra life! And here we are again at the end of another level of 3 Extra lives. How did you do on the trivia this week? Why not let me know over on social media. You can find 3 Extra lives in many places, including Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. You can also find me on Twitch streaming three times a week on a Monday, Thursday, and Friday. You can find that over at twitch.tv forward slash 3 Extra Lives, And you can find all information, including the show notes for this level over at 3 com. Everything will be included there so you don't have to go searching. There's also links to social media, Twitch, Discord, everything there. It's all in one convenient spot. 3 com, And with that... We have reached the end and I thank you very much for tuning in and I will see you all in level 73!